Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the Kettlecast, we'll talk about the Hawks' 127-117 win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Without further ado, let's get into it. What a game by the Hawks. I want to start this just by kind of getting right into the fourth quarter. Five and a half minutes to go in the game. The Hawks are up 11. And that's when the Sixers start to double team at the top of the key. The whole game, the Sixers had sort of been really relaxed. They had not done any sort of blitzing on Trey. And with five and a half minutes left to go in the game, they started blitzing Trey and whoever was the ball hand- whoever was the ball handler at the top of the key. Um, Simmons had just gotten a lay-in to cut the lead down to 11, and the Hawks brought down the ball down the court. Kevin Herter shot a three, missed it, but John Collins, who had a monster game, gets a great offensive rebound. The ball finds its way to Cam Reddish, who hits a big three. Not to be undaunted, Joel Embiid comes down, hits a three-pointer. He had sort of been just settling for long shots the entire game. I don't know if his hand was still bothering him. This was only Joel's second game back from his injuries, but he took a three here and made it to cut the lead back to 11. The next Hawks possession, John Collins is unable to beat Mike Scott under the basket, and the ball goes back to the 76ers. Tobias Harris gets to the gets the ball, goes straight to the basket, gets fouled, and makes two free throws to cut the lead to nine. Um... The Hawks bring the ball up the court. Ben Simmons, who hadn't been the only one guarding Trey, but who was guarding Trey on this position, does an awesome job to steal the ball on a Trey pass. He gets almost all the way to the basket, but DeAndre Hunter does a fantastic job of not letting Simmons get the shot up for an and-one attempt, but fouls Simmons so he has to shoot free throws, and Simmons makes both free, throw, both free throws, and now it's a seven-point game. Um, the next possession was just fantastic. Trey drives the lane, kicks the ball to Hunter, who drives to the lane again, who finds a cutting Cam Reddish for a massive dunk. And I think that dunk really stabilized the Hawks um, and kind of got some momentum heading in their fashion after losing this little bit of a lead. Not to be undaunted again, Embiid comes down and hits another three-pointer, and it's a six-point game. The Hawks come down. Trey's still trying to get going in this last part of the fourth quarter, gets a shot up. Misses, but somehow John Collins gets the tip in, and it's an eight-point game. Simmons comes down. He actually splits a double team, wide open lane, basically gets down there for with as much time as he wants, and just misses a lay-in that would have cut the lead to six. Trey comes down. He misses a layup. And then Herter fouls Ben Simmons in transition to prevent another um Easy bucket. Unfortunately, the Hawks are in the bonus, and that sim- sends Simmons to the line, um, and the lead is cut to six with two and a half minutes to go. The Hawks get the ball down. Vince Carter takes a long three-point attempt, misses it. John Collins gets the offensive board, but the Hawks are unable to create any offense. Cam Reddish is forced to take a really late clock three-pointer, and it clangs out, um, and the Hawks don't get anything from that. Vince is guarding Embiid. Embiid just goes right through the old man and gets to the free throw line. But he only makes one of two free throws, and it's a five-point game with about a minute and a half to go. The Sixers press with 1.30 left. Um, The Hawks are able to get the ball up. They try to find Trey, but the 
Sixers are doing an excellent job of denying the ball to Trey Young. And instead, Cam Reddish and John Collins run pick and roll. John kind of slips the screen. And Cam Reddish is able to use his size and really throw a beautiful pass to John Collins that leads Collins to the basket. Collins lays it in and um, puts the Hawks up two more points to to make it a seven-point game. Sixers are still really competing at this point. They get the ball to Shake Milton, who had a wonderful game. He goes to the basket, gets fouled, makes both free throws. Um, the Hawks, the Sixers have started to do a little bit of a press at this point. Trey gets the ball up ahead to Vince Carter. Vince Carter tries a absurd pass to Kevin Herter that almost gets stolen. Herter is able to get it and gets fouled um, by Tobias Harris, and the ball, Hawks get the ball um, at, on the sideline. Carter gets the ball. Vince Carter gets fouled. Makes two free throws for a seven-point lead. Now with one minute to go. Still the 76ers coming down. And Shake Milton gets fouled and goes to the free throw line. And only able to make one out of two free throws for a six-point lead. Trey dribbles the ball off his foot on the inbounds pass. They have to go to review. But it's the Sixers ball. And this is still a game despite the Hawks' best efforts to end this. Um, the Sixers, this is under a minute, about 50 seconds to go now. The Sixers try to get a quick hitter for Tobias Harris at the three-point line. He misses the three. Um, Reddish gets fouled on the other end. He makes both free throws, which is awesome. The uh, Sixers bring the ball up. They get the ball to Mike Scott. He misses a three. Trey gets fouled, makes two free throws to get 39 points for the night. And the Hawks are finally able to claim victory, 127-117 victory. And just a really great closeout by the Hawks. The whole game, it sort of seemed like the Sixers were moving at half speed or kind of just laying in wait as the veteran team come down into Atlanta and get a victory. And they let the Hawks get a couple of big leads. The Hawks pushed this thing all the way up to 16 points in the fourth quarter, but were never able to really seal the deal and prevent the 76ers from being in contact. Joel Embiid, again, it's his second game back. And he didn't look like he was going full speed. There was a one. There was one possession where it looked like Joel went full speed, and he almost just ended John Collins' career. Um, John fouled him and sent Embiid to the free throw line, but Embiid did a nasty uh, spin move in the paint and got to the basket, just missed the lay-in, and Collins fouled him. But you could just tell that Joel was not at a hundred percent, and it showed up. In his stat line for the night, he was 8 of 14, 3 of 6 from three-point land, only 2 of 7 in free throws. The people in the arena were very excited because he missed two in the fourth quarter, which meant that they get home, get sent home with some Chick-fil-A. But he had 21 points, 14 rebounds in 34 minutes. And I honestly can't even – I'm surprised looking at this that he got to 34 minutes. You could just tell he had some sort of wrap on his hand, and he just wasn't – able to really get going a lot at the beginning of the game was just settling for long shots instead of getting to the basket um Damian Jones who I've been very critical of at the beginning of the season took advantage and was just uh putting in more energy into the game and able to get a couple buckets get some boards one huge bucket at the end of the third quarter where Vince Carter missed a shot right at the buzzer was about to go and Damian Jones tipped it in to keep a lead going into the fourth quarter but Embiid just didn't have it going. 
for Embiid not to have it going, Ben Simmons really picked up his game. Him and Trey Young had a little bit of a duel in the first quarter, and Ben Simmons ended up playing 42 minutes. He was 10 of 15 from the field, no three-point attempts, 11 of 13 from the free throw line. He's not that great of a free throw shooter, and so really good night for him from the free throw line for 31 points, six rebounds, five assists, four steals. Ben Simmons is a monster in transition. One thing I was really encouraged to see were those fouls by Hunter and Herter in transition, not allowing Simmons to get all the way to the line and potentially have an and one. But in that first quarter, Simmons was really able to get whatever he wanted, and the Hawks were using a lot of John Collins to defend him, and that didn't work. Um, So but after Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons... The Sixers got an unexpected huge performance by Shake Milton, former SMU Mustang. I have to shout out because I went to SMU, but he had a monster game scoring 27 points on 7 of 12 shooting. He was 5 of 9 on 3, 8 of 10 at the free throw line. And Shake Milton had two bursts that really kept the 76ers in the game. He had one right before halftime where he hit three threes and made a basket. And then right at the end of the third quarter as well, he hit a couple three-pointers and a couple lay-ins. But Shake Millenans is a little bigger than your average guard and had his shot working tonight. His shot's not always working. I think he's normally a 66% free-throw shooter, so for him to go 8 of 10 from the free-throw line is huge. But he just had a wonderful night, and it was very good to see him perform so well. I wish he wouldn't do it against the Hawks, but it was a wonderful game by Shake Milton. Again, to top out his 27 points, he also had five rebounds and six assists. Um, And then, finally, Tobias Harris had a pretty nice game, 21 points, nine rebounds, four assists, but he never seemed in rhythm. He was able to get to the free throw line a couple times, made zero of his free throws, um, and frankly, or zero of his threes, excuse me, he was nine of ten from the free throw line. And while this game was super exciting and kind of high-scoring, And I thought it was going to take a high-scoring game for the Hawks to get a win. Um, It was a very long game because both teams got sent to the free-throw line a ton. The 76ers were 32 of 45 from the free-throw line. And the Hawks were 32 of 37 from the free-throw line. If the 76ers had made more of their free-throws, this would have been a way closer game. And they might have been able to pull it out. But it was not working for them. You could tell Joel Embiid was definitely bothered by his injury or his hand and the rest of the 76ers really didn't help him out for the Hawks this game just starts with Trey Young he had a double double in the first quarter he finished the game with 39 points 18 assists and six rebounds he was 18 of 20 from the free throw line three of nine from the three-point line um, just nine of 22 overall and just had control of this game from the beginning It's amazing to see how much respect he gets from defenses now. Even the 76ers, which are a great team, ton of length, not quite like the Toronto Raptors, but a still great defensive team. Trey is able to get into the paint and really shift guys with just his eyes and fake passes. I mean, he had it all working. He had a pass between someone's legs. Um, He just had a no-look pass. If you want to see just a clinic in passing in the NBA, you should go back and watch his highlights from this game. He started the game with a bounce pass that was over half of the length of the court to John Collins. Um, Trey was just in full control of his powers as far as passing. And you see how much that John Collins means for 
Trey Young. These huge assist games have come with John Collins in the game, and he is a big who is able to finish around the basket. And if you're a big that can do that, Trey will find it. It's interesting to see how DeAndre Hunter is starting to figure out he can if he runs down the court and gets posted up against a smaller guy, Trey will find him, and he'll be able to get an easy bucket. So Trey was just wonderful, masterful tonight. His three ball wasn't falling quite at the rate as you'd expect, but he had everything else working. He wanted the shots down at the end. Uh, getting back to Joel Embiid, he wasn't quite challenging everything in the mid-range. And Trey really feasted getting to his floater. Um, but it was an awesome game from the young all-star point guard from Atlanta. And it didn't even feel like he was like over-dominating the ball or anything. There were a couple nice passes. The Hawks as a team ended up with 29 assists, which is just right at the number that you want them in. If they can get to 30, they're probably going to win a game. But Trey really had everything working. And a lot of that goes to guys who were just making shots. DeAndre Hunter was 6 of 12, 2 of 5 from three-point land. Kevin Herter was 5 of 8, 2 of 5 from three-point land. Um, Damian Jones, 6 of 8. If Trey can have guys that are going to be making shots, Trey is just going to be unstoppable, and the teams are going to have to decide if they're going to blitz him and get the ball out of his hands and defend some of these shooters. The next guy on the Hawks that we should talk about is John Collins. He was 8 of 13. Zero of three from the three-point line and only hit one free throw. He had 17 points and 20 rebounds. Uh, there was a scary point in the game in the third quarter. Ben Simmons got into the paint and did a pump fake, and John Collins got all the way up where his head was at the rim, and Ben Simmons kind of got into his knees, and it looked like John Collins was going to come down on his head on the ground. Thankfully, he was able to grab onto Ben Simmons and land kind of on his back and his butt, but it was a terrifying sequence, and it could have been really, really bad. I think that sort of got a shot of adrenaline into John, and John didn't have to come out the game at all and was uh, noticeably more active, but John had a great game, and a lot of his rebounds really helped the Hawks either close a defensive possession or a couple of them in the fourth quarter kept offensive possessions going and allowed the Hawks to milk some more time off of the clock. He did end with five fouls, and he is going to struggle with fouling um, as long as he's in the starting lineup. He was able to make it 34 minutes without fouling out, so hopefully he'll be able to do that going forward. Again, getting to Damian Jones, just having a big body to go against Joel Embiid, especially someone who's just like kind of pure energy, as Damian, when Embiid does, doesn't seem to have his energy, was just really big. Again, I don't think Damian did anything out of his comfort zone except for take one like shot from the free throw line where I don't really want Damian to do that. But otherwise, he was high-flying, catching alley-oops, finishing around the basket, getting tip-ins. And if he wasn't finishing, he was getting to the free throw line. He was only two of four from the free throw line, but it's good to see him get there. Cam Reddish, I thought, had a very nice game. His stats aren't like eye-popping in any sort of degree. 4 of 10, 2 of 5 from 3, which is great, including one big one in the fourth quarter uh, for 12 points. He had 2 rebounds, 2 assists. I don't know how he doesn't have any steals. He ended the game with 5 fouls. But both Reddish and Hunter are being a lot more aggressive going to the basket. Again, I think Hunter's pass to Cam Reddish for the dunk over Embiid at the end of the fourth quarter really helped stabilize the Hawks and give them some confidence going into the end of the game and cam reddish did a good job the 76ers provide a 
very large team to guard and having Hunter, Herder, and Reddish be able to switch kind of everything and throw different looks at different teams really helps this team. Um, so I thought it was just a great game from Cam Reddish. Jeff Teague did not have an awesome game, but I thought he had two really good possessions where in the third quarter, the Sixers had cut the game to single digits and it looked like they'd, uh, you know, could make a move to take the lead where Teague was able to get to the free throw line and he was four or four from the free throw line. Um, and, able to stop those runs he also had two assists um he did have three turnovers and some of his turnovers uh it's funny that jones and teague are just very much not on the same page teague doesn't really know where jones is going to go on like pick and roll and jones never knows when the teague pass is going to come and so there's it's been a couple games now where teague has tried to figure out the rhythm to get the ball to damian jones and damian jones has just let the ball go out of bounds Finally, Vince Carter. Vince Carter just came in in the second quarter, had 10 points, just did old man things. I think Kevin Trulliard, who's the writer for the Hawks, had a great point about how if you love being an old man, going to the gym, playing basketball, you would recognize the defense that Vince Carter put on Embiid at the end of the game when he was tasked with guarding the huge center from the 76ers um, but Vince he provides a little burst in the second quarter he had all but two of his points in the uh, in the second quarter and that really kept the Hawks in it I thought the Hawks had a couple of key stretches where Trey and John Collins were not on the court and they were able to maintain leads and stretches like that are what the Hawks are going to need to get wins going forward Vince Carter was part of that I don't know that it's great that you need a 43-year-old veteran to do that, but it was great to see Vince in the game where he passed Dirk Nowitzki in games played um, really be effective and help the Hawks get a win against the 76ers. Um, I don't think there's any other Hawks to talk about. Kevin Herter kind of got back on track. He was uh, 5 of 8 from the field, 2 of 5 from three-point land. He had 12 points. thought he was really active on defense. He still, when he gets fat, when he fouls, goes to the ref and pleads his case a little too much. But the Hawks, in overall, just had a really nice game and nothing stood out too much. The key things that the Hawks are always going to have to worry about are turnovers. The Hawks had 16 turnovers and fouls. They had 29 fouls, and those are too many of both of those. But anytime you're able to have one of the top eight teams in the East, the 76ers are number six overall come in and you're able to get a win it's just really huge a couple other notes in this game um Jeff Teague had a nice I don't know if you'd call it assist where John Collins was all alone under the basket it didn't really look like Teague saw him but Teague threw the ball up it bounced off the backboard to John Collins and John Collins was able to lay it in and then at the end of the first half there was a very weird call where the Hawks got the ball with about three seconds to go they got it into Trey and Trey was able to draw a three-point shooting foul on Tobias Harris right before the half. The 76ers bench just blows up, and their coach, Brett Brown, gets a technical. And so that's four free throws at for Trey to take right at the buzzer at, at half. And then Tobias Harris gets, another te- gets a technical on top of that. And it kind of looked like Brett Brown got both technicals, but they changed it afterward, I guess. But anyway, Trey got five free throws at the end of the half that really sort of kept the lead at seven points. The 76ers had sort of cut the lead all the way down to 
think two or three, and the Hawks were able to push the lead back up right before half. But the Hawks did a great job of taking advantage of what the 76ers were giving them. Not really tough defense, not really pressuring them until the end of the game, and closing out this game. I, there's been a lot of frustration this season. There, the Hawks have played games where it looks like they should be able to win. I'm thinking specifically of the game in Miami that they weren't able to close out, and they closed out this game. So good job on them. And Trey Young and John Collins really carried the team to, to victory. So the Hawks get a little bit of a break before going to play the Mavericks uh, tomorrow. And we will see how they do and if they get to play Luka Doncic. But um, great win by the Hawks in Atlanta. Way to not have back-to-back losses. Hawks are starting to be able to get some wins in between these losses. And hopefully this will continue going forward. Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. If you could leave a rating or a review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that would be a big help to me. And if you want to reach the cast, you can email me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!